Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and I want to share with you about a wonderful book uh, that I just recently was blessed to come upon. It's called Hope in the Morning, A Hope-Filled Guide Through Grief. And uh, it's been compiled and put together by Emily Curtis. And uh, Emily, I want to welcome you to Hope Is Here. Uh, I know you're in the Winston, North Carolina area, so we want to welcome you to Hope Is Here. And thanks for writing such a wonderful book. Thank you so much, Greg. I'm happy to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about this book. I just I love, uh, we're going to talk more about just kind of the layout and all that, but what inspired you to write uh, this topic, Hope in the Morning, and it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, not morning uh, like A-M. So talk to us a little bit about what inspired you to write this wonderful book called Hope in the Morning. Yeah, so a couple years ago, I had a small company where I created gifts for grieving people, And out of that company, a lot of people would come to me and tell me their stories, and I would just be a listening ear for them. Um, As I was listening to them, I realized that there's a need for the church to um, understand how to really interact with grieving people, because what was happening was a lot of these people were unintentionally being hurt with words or with actions that um, were intended to comfort, but because they didn't know what to say or what to do. They ended up saying things that were hurtful. Um, The other side of that, too, was that I saw the hope that believers have and how their grief was so different than the people who were unbelievers that would talk to me. And it was the difference between someone losing a child and saying, I am devastated, but I know that the Lord is going to work all things for my good. And people who were unbelievers saying, I can't carry on. I just don't know if I can even live the rest of this life without my loved ones. And I feel like people need to be able to walk in their shoes to see that believers grieve the same as unbelievers. Their depth is the same. We are going to follow the same line of grief and tragedy that anyone in a fallen world will. But our hope is completely different. Our hope is rooted in Christ, who will not fail us. He won't let us us go. He's not going to forsake us. And he does have a purpose, even in our pain. Well, the foreword to your book is written by Joni Erickson Tata. And if, you know, most people are familiar, but uh, maybe there are some people that don't, uh, especially some younger people, uh, share a little bit about Joni's story. I mean, that's a powerful one itself, and what a powerful person yeah. to have to write your foreword for this book. Yes. So we were very privileged and honored to have her write the foreword. And she was in a diving accident when she was 17 years old. Um, She had her whole life ahead of her, and they really thought that she might die when she first got in the car accident. She did recover um, with her life, but she lost the use of her limbs, and she became a paraplegic. She really went through a very dark time in her life for the months that preceded that because she felt like, what is she going to do with her life? Like, what could she possibly have to live for at 17 years old with no longer having the use of her legs or her arms. And in this time, she just cried out to the Lord and she said, I, I need something. I need something that I can hold on to and cling to. And one of the ways that the Lord showed his kindness to her and his faithfulness was in other people coming alongside her. They would come to her house. They would walk with her. They would, you know, they would push her wheelchair on walks 
they would bring her um, they would bring her zucchini bread and tea and just sit and talk with her. And that ministered to her heart so much and gave her strength to go on on the days when she didn't feel she had strength on her own. Um, she went on to become a beautiful artist with her mouth. She paints with her mouth. And she has beautiful art that she has created and sells. She also has a ministry that is called Johnny and Friends. And they help other families and other children specifically that have disabilities. They provide them with wheelchairs all around the world. Um, and then they also have like a camp for the families so that they can go and they can have a reprieve of sorts. So there are things for their special needs children that there's activities for them, people that are specially trained in knowing how to care for them. And it gives the family a break where they get to all be there at the same location. But the parents, the siblings, they get to go and be ministered to as well while their special needs son or daughter is having a wonderful time and being loved on and taken care of. Um, she's just a really wonderful, special person that has a very similar heart um, and a desire to help those that are hurting. Well, I love some of the examples you shared there where people tried to help Joni because sometimes, you know, when people have a, you know, a major challenge situation i mean even i guess you could call it a tragedy in this case especially yeah. uh you know it we don't know what to do but i love that some we make it i think so too complicated or the enemy lies to us it is but just being with people sometimes we're in there in this painful challenging season or just sitting with somebody being with them bringing them a loaf of fresh baked zucchini bread or in my case it wouldn't be baked store-bought but just <laughs> you know it's it's really more simple than we think right Yes, yes, it is. And, you know, one of the things that is so amazing, too, is to think that God has equipped each of us uniquely. He's designed each of us uniquely. Personally, I'm a singer. I'm a trained singer. And I've had the opportunity to sing to people that are in the hospital or perhaps just got a cancer diagnosis. I've been able to record their favorite songs and send that to them. Um, other people are wonderful at cleaning a home or doing child care. Or maybe there's a man who is wonderful at fixing things in the home or mowing lawns. We all have talents and abilities that we can serve other people and literally be the hands and, and feet of Christ to hurting people around us. Well, as I look through your book, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's 21 different authors. I like how you don't call yourself the author. Yeah. It's compiled by you. So uh, yeah. you show, share 21 different people's stories. And uh, I love there's just such a wide range. Uh, I think everybody can relate to several, but at least one for sure. But just share mm -hmm. a little bit of what type of stories that are actually shared in this wonderful book called Hope in the Morning, a hope-filled God through grief. Yes, yeah, so we wanted to really make sure that we had a broad range so that, once again, you feel like you can relate to people in these stories, but also to thoroughly equip people to minister in various situations. So we have, we have lo the loss of a child, ranging from stillbirth to um, infant loss, to the loss of a young child, to the loss of a teenager. We have a widower that writes in here and a widow and we have someone who um, faces a long-term illness that she will likely have the rest of her life we have other people who wrote on cancer one that wrote on divorce 
And actually, she was able to get reconciled with her husband after Christ graciously saved her through that. And then we have two stories on premature births as well. Well, just they're just so powerful, and uh, I really love, like you, as you shared, they're just the variety of stories. If you just tuned in, we're talking with. Uh, Compile, she compiled these stories, uh, put this wonderful book together, Emily Curtis. It's a new book called Hope in the Morning, A Hope-Filled Guide Through Grief. Uh, I love on the side of the book it says, Gifts of Hope. And uh, I think we all this holiday season could use some hope. And I love how this book always points people towards Jesus even during these losses. But uh, share with our listeners how will Hope in the Morning most benefit them if they read this book. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that there are several ways that Hope in the Morning can benefit the reader, depending on where they're at in their own life. I think that, first of all, it shows them um, what it's like to walk in their shoes. They get a very unique perspective in each story in this book. One of the things that I specifically asked each author as I approached them to write this book is I asked them, I said, could you please be very authentic and vulnerable in the depth of your grief? I think a lot of times as Christians, we feel like we need to almost over-spiritualize what we're going through and not, not necessarily be honest about the depth of our grief because we somehow feel like that is less godly to grieve deeply, but it's part of being in this fallen world. Um, so they get a chance at actually walking into those hospital rooms, walking through those ultrasounds, walking into the room where you get the phone call that you just got diagnosed with cancer. Um, They get to live that out. And as they're living that out, it creates a heart of empathy and a heart of compassion for others. Um, They also will be equipped to minister to others. At the end of every story, the authors have answered five questions. And those questions are put there intentionally to help the reader feel equipped and confident in interacting with grieving people. A lot of times we think, oh, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I probably just shouldn't say anything because I don't want to say the wrong thing. And that can be very hurtful because then they feel like they like their loss was not acknowledged. Um, so this is supposed to give them kind of an arsenal of tools that they can use to know, okay, if my friend just lost their child, these stories on child loss tell me that these are the scriptures that were the most comforting to them Or these are the hymns that were really a balm to their hurting heart. Um, These are the things that I should not say, that I should avoid in these circumstances. Uh, Another one that I would say, another big benefit, is just reassessing where our faith is. As you read these tragedies, you become more and more aware that we will all face trials at some point in life. None of us are immune to it. That's part of living in a fallen, sin-filled world. And we, by God's grace, have the hope of Jesus and the sacrifice that he made for us to give us reconciliation to himself. But while we are living in this fallen world, we are going to go through hard times. And we need to make sure that our faith is strong and equipped and ready for those hard times. Well, another feature of your book that uh, I love uh and I appreciate this because you're much younger than I am, but uh, you include hymns throughout the book. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. So um, in between every story is a scripture and a poem, and I actually did all the poetry writing for the book, and a hymn that is printed in every book. 
And part of why I felt that that was important is because the hymns are filled with rich, truthful understandings about who God is. And when we're in hard circumstances, that's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on the truth of God's character, that He is compassionate, that He is good, He is trustworthy. And even when things seem so dark and so bleak, He is good and He is sovereign and we can trust Him. We can rest at ease in His care. Um, And those hymns are going to root your mind in that. So as as you sing through those or read through those, you're meditating on the truth of who God is. And all of those hymns can be listened to on the website, hopeinthemorning.com. We recorded all of those for free um, so that if you have a loved one in the hospital or if you're going through a really hard season and maybe these stories are just too heavy for you in that season, all of the, all of the stuff in between every story is meant to comfort the heavy heart, including the hymns. Yeah, I really, really would encourage you to check that out. Well, Emily, uh, one of the things I'm very thankful, especially as we enter this holiday season, it's really tough when people are missing people that uh, uh, are no longer with them on this side of heaven. Uh, You've got a special for our listeners uh, for this book during this holiday season. Share about that opportunity. Yes, I would like to extend an offer to all of your listeners to get 20% off of anything on the website, and that would include the books. We also have... um, digital downloads that they can purchase of every poem that's in the book. So if you have a loved one and you think that a certain poem would be a great balm to their heart, you can print that and frame it and give it to them as a gift as well. And so those will all be 20% off with the code HOPE. All right. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but the good news is, is that Emily's going to be back with us tomorrow. So I want to encourage you to check out her website, hopeinthemorning.com, and also join us again tomorrow. For Emily Curtis with the wonderful book, Hope in the Morning, I'm Greg Horn. We'll see you tomorrow on Hope is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Feeling a little blue this holiday season? Struggling with depression or anxiety? Feeling a little hopeless? Join Greg Horn, Stacy McDonald, and other mental health advocates in Lexington on Saturday, December 2nd for the State of Mind Gospel of Mental Health Conference as they share on how you can go from hopeless to hopeful. To register and find out more information, go online at thegospelofmentalhealth.org. That's thegospelofmentalhealth.org.